Happy New Year, everybody. We hope that you guys had an amazing Christmas. We are so excited that you guys are joining us this morning from the comfort of your own home. TJ and I are really excited to get to share a message, an encouraging message with you and your family today. So thank you so much for tuning in. You know, thinking about the beginning of a new year is always this season of crossover. And as I was thinking about the word crossover as we were talking about this, it reminded me of our middle school and high school days. Yeah. Both of us were basketball players. Yeah. We played a ton of basketball. And growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, one of the most amazing moves that was out there, specifically done by a guy named Tim Hardaway, <laughs> was the crossover. Yes. You know, you'd be dribbling on one side and you would just very quickly cross over to the other. And and Shayla likes to think that she <laughs> breaks my ankles, but- you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but you would cross over and, and you would get the defender off edge and you'd be able to get to the basket. And I think that, that going into a new year is a season where you're crossing over, where you have an opportunity to go in a new direction, to move in a new way. And it's such an important time of the year. Yeah, I think, you know, there's so many stories throughout the Bible where people are making a transition or they're yeah. crossing over from one season to the next. And one of the famous stories in the Bible is the Israelites. You know, you, they've been wandering in the desert or the wilderness for 40, 40 years. years. And God's given them this promise of a promised land, but there's like this, this barrier, this crossover moment, and it's the Jordan River. And on the other side of the Jordan River is this new land, this land that God has promised them. But they're still standing in the wilderness. They're still standing in the place that they've been wandering for so long. And I would say that that, for some of you, is you right now. Yeah. You're in a place where you've been standing for a long time. You've been looking at what God could do and possibly wants to do, but there is a barrier yeah. that is there. There is a Jordan River that is in your life, yeah. and this is going to be the year that you need to be able to move forward yeah. in and cross over. Yep, and and I mean, that that's exactly where the Israelites are. They're about to, to cross over this threshold, and that actually requires, like, leaving one shore yeah. for the other shore. And I can imagine that the Israelites had so much excitement and anticipation. I know going into a new year for me is like exciting because it's like, yeah. okay, this is like a fresh start, clean slate. Like there's so much excitement that goes along with it. And so they're standing there about to cross over to the Jordan River, but I can imagine that if there was excitement, there was also probably a little bit of anxiety that was in them because they really didn't know what was on the other side. Yeah. They didn't know what challenges that they were going to face when they got into this new land. They knew that there was going to be victories <laughs> and they knew that there was also going to be the battles that they would have to fight to be able to overcome that. And I think oftentimes when our hope is at the highest, there's also accompanying challenges and problems and difficulties at the very same time. And so I think we can take a lot from this story about the progression from leaving one shore and moving to another shore and the journey that these Israelites take to do that. And I think there's a few things that we can learn from their journey. And I'm going to kind of let you pick up the story in Joshua. Yeah. Joshua chapter 1, verse 10, if you have your Bible, it says, Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. That, that phrase right there, get their provisions ready, yeah. is an important yeah. phrase 
in this story. In three days you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. And, and first God tells Joshua, the leader of the children of Israel, the one that is going to take them to the next level, that's going to take them from where they are to where they want to be. And I think that God wants to take you from where you are to where you want to be. And, and if we're going to do that, the first thing that we have to do is number one is we have got to prepare. There has got to be some preparation on our part. That's why he says, hey, you guys have got to get your provisions ready. And all of us, when we look at our life and we're assessing our life and, and where we are and where we need to be, we know that there are some things that we need to do in order to be able to make that journey. And there is some preparation yeah, there's, on there's our like part. some things that they're going to have to do along the way, which is why I think him as a leader is saying like, you guys need to get ready for yeah. this. You guys need to make provision. You need to prepare. You need to, you know, put some things behind that. And so there's some preparation that begins to go into that. And actually in Proverbs 24, 27, it says, prepare your work outside. Yeah. Like there's some work that has to be done on our part. It says, get everything ready for yourself in the field. It says, and after that, you build the house. Yeah. And I think sometimes we miss this part a lot. Like we have this goal, we have this place that we wanna be, but we miss the planning and the preparing side yeah. of it that allows us to get to that place. Yeah. And you, you've talked about this before, like those six Ps. Yeah, the proper preparation <laughs> prevents piss poor performance. You and really like this. I this do, because I, I, like, I like just, I just like when things rhyme, it's part of being a pastor. <laughs> you like a lot of things that start with the same letter, but I think it's true. If we properly prepare, yeah. we'll prevent poor performance from happening in our life. Yeah. And a lot of us, the reason we're performing poorly in 2022, in 2021, mm -hmm. 2020, we'll kind of just throw out the window. <laughs> but the reason we perform so poorly is because we didn't prepare perfectly. Yeah. And or I think even, that this is a year yeah. that we can prepare properly yeah. for all that God wants to do in our lives. And sometimes it's not even that we've performed poorly. It's just that we haven't really put time and energy and effort into thinking what is required yeah. for me to go into this new season and get to this new place that I know that God is calling me to. And, you know, John Maxwell, he's one of our favorite people, but yeah. he says everything worthwhile is uphill. And that's always been something that's challenged me because anything, as we move into a new season, it's gonna require work, yeah. it's gonna require time. And he said a lot of people have uphill hopes, but downhill habits. You know, and, and if we put preparation into things, we're preparing for the difficulty, but we're preparing for the good things too that continue to move us forward. And one of the things that we love to do every single year in the new year is provide opportunities for you guys to prepare to hear God's voice, what he wants you to do this season. And so coming up on January 8th, we're actually starting 21 days of prayer and fasting. Yeah. And this is, a, yeah, it's an amazing time just to kind of lean in and kind of silence everything else in life and just kind of focus in on what God wants to say in that season. And so we have early morning prayer at the church just about every single day. And it's an awesome time for you guys to be able to, to lean into that season because preparation really means having a plan. Yeah. And how are you gonna get there? And how are you gonna move forward so that God can do great things in your life this year? So we have to prepare 
And then continuing on, continuing on in Joshua. <laughs> yeah, you go for it. In, ver in chapter 3, it says this, Early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left the Achaia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River, where they camped before crossing. Three days after the, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving these instructions to the people, when you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. I think that that's an important yeah. word, follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Mm -hmm. You're about a half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark and make sure you don't come any closer. So number one, we have to prepare. Number two, we have got to follow. And yeah. and this is important because it's not just preparation, but it, now it's there's an actionable yeah. item that yeah. you and I have to do. There is something like now that we've got a plan, how are we going to work yeah. that plan? Because yeah. you've got to have something and not only something, but I think you have to have someone to follow and who you're following matters. Yes. Recently, Shayla and I, in 2022, we went to South Africa uh, mm -hmm. on a trip and and we were with some friends there and we decided we were to go to do a, a night on a safari. And so we started out on this journey. I had my phone out, I had my Google Maps out. How many of y'all are thankful for some Google <laughs> Maps, like it is a it is a sound direction to follow when you got a Google Map, and so we're driving and and we start to realize that that in different places the internet gets sketchy in Africa where you're not getting as good of a signal and 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 so I'm riding up front with my friend Jason, he's the driver, I'm the navigator, and, and Shayla and her friend Nicole, who's also my friend, it wasn't my friend anymore after this trip. <laughs> But uh, we they're in the back, and I don't know if you've ever encountered backseat drivers, but backseat drivers in a foreign country are never the most fun because they have got, always have an opinion, but they actually have no authority, but they want to give you the opinion all the time. And Nicole happened to be the most opinionated of them all. And, and so we're driving along, and, and we're, um, my Google Maps is, is working great. And Nicole decides that she's going to take out her Waze app and go, well, I have found a better way back here. You should follow my way. And because her husband is driving, I just get annoyed by her. I eventually give in to like, oh, you found a better way. You found a, a faster way. Like I, So I shut down my Google Maps app and we decide to follow her Waze app. <laughs> it was one of the worst decisions we've ever made because Waze is 100% dependent on the uh, on on a signal. And about three hours into the trip, we lost signal. Yeah. Next thing we lost was direction because we got <laughs> lost for the next four hours without a gas station in tow. With 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 at one point we stop in the middle of a dirt road because we're off the we're off the regular highway because this safari is out in the boondocks. <laughs> We have no idea where we are. We're just walking up and down the, the dirt path with our phones, trying to find a signal somewhere. Mm -hmm. Finally, we get a signal and we figure out that we are still four hours away because her wage trip was not four hours faster. It ended up costing, taking us four hours crazy. longer. It was telling us we had arrived. Yes. And we were in the middle of nowhere. Correct. And won't that happen when you're not following somebody right? Like, you're here. No, this is not where I wanted to go. Yeah. 
And sometimes when we follow the wrong voice or follow yeah. the it, it matters who we're following. And so I think we have to prepare, but then we also have to follow. And when it's talking about like, um, you know, going through this Jordan River, it says you've never traveled this way before. And these are the people that I want you to follow. Yeah. They've been here. They've done that. And so I think some of the things that we have to ask ourselves is if we have a plan and we have a destination that we, we want to be at, who are the voices that are speaking into our yeah. life? And who are the people that are contributing to some of those places? Because we need to get behind the right people. And I honest, you know, the, one of the best things that we can get behind is our relationship with God yeah. and the voice of God and having the clarity of those things in our life because you're going somewhere again that you've never been before. And we have a God that loves to speak to us in so many different ways, but the reality is, are we listening? Yeah. You know, and he's always speaking through his word. Like we challenge you guys all the time, open up God's word because he is speaking so clearly. Get involved at church. Like we see people grow so much in their relationship with God when they're not just attending on the weekend, but they're in the word, they're serving on a team and they're in connect groups because it's about people. It's about giving back and, and using the gifts and talents and purposes that God has given you, but following the voice that God has, has placed in your life yeah. and, and really kind of leaning into that. And one thing that I've learned in life is that a lot of us, we're, we're so focused on a destination. Yep. And, uh, and, and I'm all about the destination. Don't, don't mishear me in this, but I, I heard a statement. It says the, the person that loves the journey will go much farther in life than the person that just loves the destination. Mm. And I think that there's something to that phrase because if you're about following God, yeah. he's not just gonna take you to a destination, he's gonna take you on a journey. That's right. And you might think it's just to get to a place, but what he has for you, just like what he had for the Israelites, yeah. what they were willing to settle for and what he had for them mm -hmm. were two totally different things. Yeah. And so when we say follow, it's, it's going, hey, we're not just going to settle for where we want to end up at. Yep. No, no, no. We're going to keep following to where God wants to take us. That's right. And that's such a better place than what we would just... Mm -hmm kind of say, hey, I'm, I'm good with in life. Yeah, well, and I think these things build on each other so much, you know, because if you think about, if you don't prepare and you don't have a plan, then you don't know, have something to follow. Yeah. You don't know the direction that you're going in. So I think it's important to prepare and to plan to make our provisions ready, to know what it is God wants us to do, and then to begin to follow that plan, to begin to take actionable steps to move forward into the places and the things that God has called us to. But then I think number three yeah. is that we have to remember. And, and I wanna unpack this a little bit because the verse continues on in Joshua 4, one through seven, it says, when all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose 12 men, one from each tribe, and tell them to take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan, carry them out and pile them in the place where you will camp tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men that he had chosen, one of them from each of the tribes of Israel, and he told them, go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up a stone carried on your shoulder, 12 stones in all, one for each of the tribes of Israel. And then he says this, we will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, 
what do those stones mean? And then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. And these stones will stand as a memorial or a reminder among the people of Israel. And I think a lot of times as we move forward into a new season of life and when we're going to face difficulties, we're going to face giants, we're going to face battles, we're going to face challenges. We have to have reminders along the way of God's faithfulness before, that he dried up the Jordan River so that the Israelites could walk through into the promised land. And they needed a reminder as their kids grew up yeah. or as they faced challenges to remember back about what God did in that season. And I think it's so important to remind ourselves maybe of the things that God has spoke to us in the beginning of the year, that we would write those down. and. Yeah remember those things because a lot of times it's it's hard to remember the things that God had spoken originally. So what are those things that we're using to remind ourselves yeah. of the things that God has already done that he's spoken so that when challenges come that we have the ability to remember and recall the things that keep us moving forward yeah. and the things that that God's called us to in that season. And I think this is so important for myself personally. I I have little reminders mm -hmm. that are constantly reminding me of God's past faithfulness yes. because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Like one of those I actually brought with me here. It's a it's a box that that when we built our Parkland facility, the day that we opened up, my pastor sent me this box and inside this box is a hammer. Um, and it, it just says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. And, and this is just a reminder to me that every time I'm going through a difficult moment yeah. at, at, at church and I'm going, God, I, I'm not really sure how we're going to take it to this next level, how yeah. we're going to make it through this, uh, this obstacle that we're facing. I, I'm reminded that God helped me overcome that, that obstacle in the yeah. past. And it's the same God that helped me overcome that obstacle. He'll help me overcome right. this obstacle. And it's a memorial mm -hmm. of God's past faithfulness that's an indicator of his present faithfulness yeah. and his future faithfulness. Well, and what's so cool, what I love about the scripture too, it says in the future, your children will ask you. Yeah. And you would use those things as a reminder. And how many times do people walk in or like, oh, what's that? Yeah. You know, and it's like, again, this visual reminder in something that can increase somebody else's faith too. And how many times have we been able to encourage somebody because of, you know, something that we've remembered yeah. and gone back to. So, so how, what are some ways that we can remember? I think there's a couple ways that, that we can remember and remind ourselves of these things. I'm a big journaler. That's just something that, that I do. I know that's not for everybody, but I can go back and look at all of the things God's spoken to me and remind myself that I can keep going in this season, that he's come through before and he's going to do it again. I think it's people. Yeah. I think having people in our lives that we share, like, hey, I feel like God's challenging me in this area of my life this year. This is what he wants to do. And that those people can remind us when it's difficult and when it's hard. No, Shayla, remember, God has called you this. He spoke this to you. We can remember his faithfulness, and that's through thankfulness and gratitude. Just waking up every day and remembering those things and going, God, I'm thankful for this in my life. I'm thankful for the way that you've done this. God, I'm grateful for, you know, you name it, whatever it is, but just having this attitude of gratitude and thankfulness can continually help us to build those monuments that we can remember the faithfulness of God.
So I think to close out, just to recap, I think, you know, in this new season, as we're crossing over from one year to the next year, we've got to prepare. We've got to go, God, what do you want for me in this year? And we don't just prepare and we don't just plan, but then we have to begin to follow the things that he's placed inside of us, the purposes, the dreams, the visions, even the challenges that he's placed to make us better. But then we have to have reminders along the way that keep us focused on where he wants us to go. So we just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in for hanging out with us today. I don't know, TJ, maybe you have a few things to add. Yeah, I just, I want to pray for us. And then uh, we're going to, we're going to worship together here today as we, we end our service. But I want to pray for you as we're crossing over into this new year. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? God, I just pray right now over every man, every woman, every family that is hearing my voice right now as they are crossing over from one year into the next. God, that this would be the year, God, that they they would go and they would prepare for all that you have for them. God, that as they seek your face, as they seek out your will, God, that you would reveal yourself to them. God, that, that they would see that you are doing a new thing can they can they perceive it? And God, I pray that they would perceive it. Not only would they perceive it, but they would begin to follow you yes. in it. God, that yes. they would take steps of faith, that they would take steps of boldness. God, that they would walk into new arenas and new areas like they never have before. God, and as they're doing it, they would they constantly be reflecting and remembering where you've brought them from and where you're taking them to. And they would set up uh, uh, memorials just like the children of Israel did. Of Here was a moment of God's faithfulness in my life in this moment. So in the next moment when they're struggling, they'll remember his past faithfulness. We'll be present in this time as well. God, we love you and we thank you for what an amazing God you are. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.